0: I recently had a question about slipping out. Yes. Yeah, from someone who said that their <laughs> every boyfriend they'd had, like their penis kept slipping out. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that is the two things you mentioned: jackhammer moves, where it's like really, really fast, mm-hmm. and or two people trying to like, you know, move at the same time. Yeah. But it, that could get that can get tough. So if you feel uncomfortable not moving, like you want to be there still, but you're like feeling a little funny about that, which mm-hmm. is fine. There are other things you could do. Welcome to Honey Do Me,
1: a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at
2: Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them.
1: We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are
2: all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Two, one. Because no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Because no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Because
1: no one can do it like we do it, like we do it. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> I'm so good at it. You're really good at the dog.
2: I'm a big dog
1: because this week what are we talking about em? No, we're talking about doggy style
2: yes the best of all the positions <laughs>
1: not it was literally <laughs> your least favorite position
2: <laughs> I yeah if I'm being honest it is one of my least favorite positions I after recording this episode with the lovely august McLaughlin I am very excited to try all of her tips mm-hmm. um but yeah it's never been my fave I don't think it's very intimate and kind of just feels like you're getting screwed. <laughs> you said getting <laughs> fucked. I was so trying I to be...
1: I was trying to tone it down. But I get it. I get what you mean because it feels like you are just there for the person that's given it to you. Yes. And you don't know how to interact as the receiver, which is the, what we needed the most tips on. Is how, mm. as us as the receivers, how do we be more of a participant.
2: Absolutely. So we got some really cool tips, some really fun ways to get a little bit more engaged, and maybe some ways to not engage that I
1: have been trying to engage in. <laughs> so, oh my god, the some of the stories from my first I said first times trying sex, is how I said it in the episode. So, stories from some of the first times of a of a doggy style go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to say We're rhythmically challenged. We can't
2: dance. Emma's a better dancer than me. (laughs) Emma's actually a pretty good dancer. Thank
1: you. I was like, I can't dance. You said I was a good dancer before. You're a great dancer. Thank you. But maybe not during doggy style. (laughs) I shouldn't dance during doggy style. And I learned that and I'm here to preach it to more people. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but you guys are going to get really great tips. What else do we talk about um, that is really important for you to hang on for? Some
2: of the more shameful things that we experienced during doggy style that we shouldn't be feeling shame about, but we do like queefing. Mm. Are they staring at my butthole? Mm-hmm. Um, and slippage
1: was another yes. one. Slippage. You are going to hear all about it and how to pre- either how to prevent it from doing different practices <laughs> <laughs> or how to just like push on past it. Yeah. Exactly. It's really important information. And August was so fun. We've also invented like 17 different things with August when it comes to TV shows, different tools, and the future we invented.
2: This really is an episode of the future. It really <laughs> is. Anyway. <laughs> if you're looking for innovation, we got Science. it. Um, this is going to be the episode for you, honey. hmm So enjoy.
0: And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. I'm August McLaughlin. I am a health and sexuality journalist. I have some books out called Girl Boner. Girl Boner is also the name of my brand and my podcast. Wonderful.
1: And what do you talk about on your podcast?
0: It's a narrated, story-driven podcast about sexual empowerment. So I share tons of true stories about orgasms and masturbation and sexual empowerment journeys. It runs a whole gamut. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love, love talking to all different folks about pleasure and... Weird things that happen in the bedroom you know there's so there's so much to cover. I Absolutely. love that I'm
1: so nosy and I always want to hear people's stories so you have the best job ever
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do love it yeah for oh,
1: sure. that's so much fun. Well I think what we really want to get into is the position of doggy style. So would you help us out by just giving us a basic definition of what doggy style is for someone who doesn't know?
0: Yeah so the basic definition would be when you have two people, one person, is behind the other, and you're both facing the same direction, so it's like one person's torso is against the front person's back, and it's basically penetration either in the anus or the vagina using a penis, a hand, a toy, whatever fun thing that's safe to put in there, (laughs) and yeah, it's great for depth and variety. There's so many great, great things about it.
2: I love that. I love, and I've talked about this before, so our listeners are going to hear me say it again. I love when we get a really broad definition for something that we thought of very narrowly in the past. Because I know Mm -hmm. I've thought of doggy style very, very narrowly. Um, So I'm excited to dive into
1: all of the aspects of it and just the different
2: positions. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love
1: it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I remember when I first started sex, (laughs) I thought doggy style was like, I had to be on all fours. Mm -hmm. And they had to, it was like very like I had to be very vulnerable, like, you know, that like typical dog looking stance. And I was like, that's doggy. And I have to look like a fool. But so I love that we're exploring it a little
0: bit more. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to think that. Mm-hmm. I mean, where else do we get the information? But then it's like, well, dogs do it, this way, I know, so it yes. this way. Yeah, but there's a zillion ways to have fun with it. Well, let's get into some of those ways.
2: So what are some like variations on that typical like on all fours, very vulnerable position that we are picturing.
0: Sure. Yeah, one version is standing, which is great. Okay. Okay. And that one's really helpful for shower sex. Um, it's very slippery in a bathtub. <laughs> it's hard to get two bodies laying down. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're standing and you can be stable, it's a nice, nice position for that. It's also a good position standing if uh, the receiving person is pregnant. Um, or if you're feeling really self-conscious about some part of your body, for example, you're feeling really bloated and you really don't want Mm -hmm. someone looking at your belly today or something. It's sometimes, even though there is that vulnerability of, you know, this position does bring up some vulnerable feelings for a lot of people. I think it can also bring a sense of safety and comfort, which is hot because then you're more relaxed and then you have more pleasure. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the great ones is is to try it standing up and at different angles. You know, you can also do it like, um, with one person kind of bent over a furniture, um, leaning onto a bed.
2: I like that. Yes. I like the Mm -hmm. options with standing up, like getting specific. So if (laughs) I love to get specific, it's really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) with the person that is being penetrated, like be kind of like leaning forward because they would need to, right, in order to get that right
1: angle—the actual right angle, <laughs> not the ac- ninety degrees. Well, I mean, whatever. You I don't want. know. Yeah,
0: not the ruler. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say it's a generally speaking, yeah, that you have to find an angle that works for you, and that's going to mm-hmm. be different for every person, for every pairing, for you know how you're feeling that day. But generally speaking, yeah, the person in front will either like if you're in the shower, for example the person in front could put their um, their palms against one wall of the shower and okay. bend forward for support. Or maybe they're bending onto a bed, which is also nice if you're just tired and it's like a lot yes. of energy. <laughs> oh, my God. Move a lot. Okay. I don't know. I find it like a soothing position.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because I would do that. I would switch to that if I was just kind of tired. Like I'm here for them, but I was like, you go have fun (laughs) take me from behind and then I just like lay down on the bed (laughs) it's like isn't this great for both (laughs) aren't we both winning we're both winning (laughs) here I think so kind of every position where someone says like I want to get take you from behind is doggy then because it's behind you
0: I mean it it Could be the case. I mean, I think there are so many positions. Mm -hmm. People make up their own positions. Like we think of, you know, there's doggy, there's missionary, there's cowboy, like there's these like stereotypical positions. But really, there's so many variations and people come up with their own, you know, varieties. Like you could you could do doggy style where you're both facing different directions which I know oh. when you're just thinking about that might take like a little mind twist, but yeah. it can totally work. Um, you can use a strap on. Like there's so many mm-hmm. things you can do. So I wouldn't say that every position from behind is is doggy style, but if you define doggy style as like any sort of entry that way, mm-hmm. then then yeah, as long as you like the term, then I would use it.
1: That seems really fair. Both of you facing different directions. I'm going to think about that one for a while. <laughs> How would that work? I feel like... A double-edged
0: strap on. (laughs) Double-edged. I don't know. You can also use your fingers, right? Like there's and there's very flexible toys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's so many different ways. You wouldn't like have a penis and a vagina and then just like pivot and twist. I wouldn't (laughs) recommend that. (laughs) Um, People could potentially get hurt that way. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that's been known to happen. So yeah, I would just you know be careful and be reasonable about it. But Mm -hmm. you could just really play with it and just. Just see where it goes. Like if you've never done it before, I think it's a it's a nice thing to just explore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes starting in the knee position is a good idea, but also if you have bad knees or your knees are just sore that day, or after a while when you're on your knees, anyone needs to like switch things up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I have really bad knees and I have like one of those calcium buildups
0: on my knee and it really hurts if I'm on them
1: for too long. So I like the variations. Don't, don't be sad. I'm okay. That's
0: such a big thing though with all positions is we don't often hear about them in terms of like comfort or stability and pain. Like we hear what's the hottest position, which is cool. Of course we want to know what's the most Mm -hmm. pleasurable positions. Um, but most people experience pain at some point and many people experience pain chronically. So really working with your body and, um, and if something hurts shift, like change positions. So why
1: would people want to do doggy? Like, are there areas that you're reaching from that position that you can't in other
0: positions? It's a really good way to reach uh, the G spot or the P spot. Some people call it the A spot, the prostate. So if you enjoy depth, Or if you want to explore either of those areas, it's a really, really good way because of the angles and just the way that you can can reach in a really um, kind of simple way. Gotcha. So the A
1: spot is the prostate.
0: Yes. Some people call it the A spot, I think, because it's like anal entry, basically. okay. Yeah, but I've heard it called the A spot. I usually say P spot, but then I think some people hear P like yeah. urine, <laughs> which would be okay, too, if that's where the pleasure was, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good, good way to have that kind of pleasure, um, especially if you're like, I want to feel G spot pleasure, and I haven't before, or... Um, you just know you love that, like you and the internal clit, which is um, right there with the G spot. When you get really turned on internally, if you have a vulva, it's so exciting, and your whole body turns on. Like you get that full body arousal feeling, and your orgasms are stronger. So it's really, really good for for those reasons.
1: See, I didn't realize that doggy style was a position that you could reach the G spot. I guess I never was like thinking about that in my head because I wasn't assuming that it was hitting towards the front which is usually where the g-spot area is right
0: yeah so the g-spot usually and everyone's a little bit different Mm -hmm. but a few inches in you know you hear the the advice is often like you insert two fingers and do the come hither motion Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. uh which can be true for a lot of people um but it's good to explore and just see where you feel that but the internal clit you know wraps around the vagina on the inside so there's so much potential to reach all of that um Yeah. And if you've just experienced orgasm, it can also be a great position to continue feeling that pleasure and then maybe, you know, have your multiples.
1: Okay. I've never had, well, I've never had an orgasm during sex, so I've never had multiple orgasms during (laughs) sex either. So that's good to, you know, piggy bank in the back of the head. (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay
0: too, you know, definitely. If people are hearing that they're like, that's not how I Experience mm-hmm. orgasm. That's totally fine and and normal. You know, a lot of folks are like that. So, um yeah. But you, it's not really one you can play with too much with masturbation, unlike you know some other right. uh, positions. Unless you like put a strap on, like against I don't know, or you have like a sex doll or something, maybe mm-hmm. robot. <gasps> a sex <There's> robot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Totally I mean, right science though. these days really <laughs> has evolved. So <laughs> yes. if you have a sex robot that wants to take it from behind, take you from behind, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar with sex robots. Not familiar. I am
2: wondering about the actual, like, I never really know what to call it, the stroke, I guess. So, like, the in and out. Like, is there... I know that when I've done doggy style, sometimes it's just too much. Like I feel like the partner goes just in and out and that doesn't feel very good. So do you Mm -hmm. have suggestions for like what the actual stroke should be and like maybe how to like as the giver move your
0: hips, that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. I think making sure that you've warmed up together first or on your own beforehand, whichever you want. But I think making sure that your body is aroused can be helpful for Mm -hmm. that. But also, if you experience sensitivity from deep penetration, definitely uh, vocalizing that and just, you know, asking someone to slow down, and you can say it in a really nice way, um, you know, saying, I, it feels so good when you when you move slower, uh, is, is a good <laughs> yeah. way rather than like, you really just move too fast. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah definitely. I think uh, taking your time can be helpful using lube, of course, is always helpful, and uh And, yeah, you don't have to go super deep. You know, we're talking about depth. A lot of people like it for that reason, but it doesn't have to be that. And then also some people call it the jackhammer move. They're like in and out, in and out, in and (laughs) Mm -hmm. out. And I have a feeling that a lot of folks do that because they see vibrators and toys that go really fast and move a lot. Mm -hmm. That is not something to replicate with a penis or a finger or anything else. So I think the intention is very good there. And maybe they've seen it in porn and right. it's being presented as something that feels good. But what feels good to you is what feels good to you. So mm-hmm. it's important to to know what works well for you. And that is something you can do during masturbation is practice with like di- just different um, intensity and speeds, whether you know, it doesn't have to be trying to do like rear entry um, or vaginal from the rear. Mm-hmm. I think just just knowing what works for you can be helpful. and And then you can always ask someone to like, move harder and faster when you're ready, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you'll know when you're ready. You know, you can feel it when your body's like, Oh, I want more. I want more intensity. Um, but another hot thing to say is just keep doing that. Like that what you're doing exactly right now when they are moving slower, I want more of that positive reinforcement.
1: Exactly. Are there any other tools you can use to control the depth in doggy? Any, I feel like I've heard of a tool. I just forget the name of it now. Oh, oh, oh,
0: are you... There is something. Is is it O-Net? O-Net, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, so there are accessories you can use, and O-Net is one, which also can be helpful for uh, anyone who's had any kind of physical or emotional trauma mm-hmm. that it feels too intense to have a lot of, like, fast movement or deep penetration. I've heard them... Uh, I've heard those tools described as, like, pre- pre-healing and empowering, mm-hmm. which can be great. You can also start with small toys, start with a finger, you know, if, if you're having sex with someone who has a very large penis and you're not used to that or not so interested in being fully in depth penetrated, (laughs) um, yeah, you can, you can ask for just the tip. And also if you say, oh my gosh, you're so big, could you please, let's just, let's just go easy and start with the tip.
1: Right. That could only be a good thing to
0: hear. I would assume. (laughs) I think, I think folks appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so if you're the receiver too, I remember when I first tried this position, I was so embarrassed at the end of it because I had gotten so out of sync with the person behind me Yes, because I thought I was supposed to be moving as well. And if I wasn't moving, I wasn't contributing to like the position rhythm and rhythm. And so maybe that was just me not knowing how to do it. But also is the receiver like, can they in,
0: like do anything while they're getting it? <laughs> What can they I, do? I love that question. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. sit there or stand there and be pretty still and receive. You can also move. Now, if you both are moving a lot, that's when things can get difficult. Get and actually, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I answer a question with a sex therapist on my podcast each week. And I recently had a question about slipping out.
1: Yeah, from someone
0: who said that their every boyfriend they'd had, like, their penis kept slipping out. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons for that is the two things you mentioned, jackhammer moves, where it's, like, really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And or two people trying to, like, you know, move at the same time. But that that can get tough. So if you feel uncomfortable not not moving, like, you want to be there still, but you're, like, feeling a little funny about that, which Mm -hmm. is fine. There are other things you could do. Um, if you have a vulva, you can play with your external clit. You can reach around and, you know, tussle the person behind you, like their hair. Um, there's, there are things you can do like with your hands and stuff like that. It's just two pelvises, like moving a lot can get a little chaotic. So I think that yes. probably happens a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd hope so. I'm so glad <laughs> you brought that up. Cause that's not, that was a repressed memory for me (laughs) because I like I'll be the first to admit I'm not a fan of doggy style because it's just never worked for me and I think all of these reasons that we're talking about are exactly why Mm -hmm. because it's like I wanted to be an active participant too, which Mm -hmm. I thought there was kind of only one way to do that. And when we're both moving, it was just not good. It's just not. Nobody's getting pleasure.
1: (laughs) I feel like the only way of movement that I've felt be successful is like I'm just a little bit more like fluid. So like I Mm -hmm. move when they like, come up against me. I'm so bad at being
2: fluid, though, and I'm so bad at letting somebody else lead, so, like, dancing and stuff is just, I'm rigid.
1: I'm so rigid. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way I thought that I could kind of, like, be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad that there's, like, you know, more people in other ways.
0: Yeah, there's a lot you can do, and another thing you could toy around with, if you're interested, is becoming an active receiver, really becoming proactive about accepting and experiencing you can use your voice for that you know moaning like and that. dirty talk and that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. there's there's a lot you can do it's but it's also okay if that's just not your thing like it's mm-hmm. always okay if it's not your thing right you don't have to you don't have to love doggy style yeah. <laughs> um but yeah if it if it's a more of a case of like I'm really curious and I want to experience exactly. this pleasure, but also, I do this thing and it feels funny. Yeah. yes. Those are always workaroundable, like always. Oh, I love that because I've always wondered why does
2: it not work for me? Yeah, why me? Why what me? am I doing? And now
1: I know. It's I'm because moving. the world needs us to ask these questions mm-hmm. and then work through it for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. We volunteer. <laughs> And I feel like another thing with this position that kind of makes people feel uncomfortable is like the amount of air that kind of can get shoved up a vulva area Mm -hmm. if you're in doggy style, which leads then to queefing and more embarrassing things. So Mm. how do we work
0: with that? (laughs) Yeah, good point. Definitely. So queefing happens. It just does. (laughs) It's, you know, we're dealing with all these parts and bodily fluids and air and It's not gas. And if you pass gas, that's also normal. Like, these things just happen. However, I completely get that it's not, like, the ideal thing for a lot of folks. Um, If you're feeling self-conscious about queefing or noises or or air, I would say, like, play music or erotica or something. Mm -hmm. You know, something with a lot of moaning in it. You won't hear a little, like, (laughs) puff of air. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so normal. So I think also... Sometimes, again, you could say something like, when I get really turned on, sometimes there's just like this air noise. I'm so hot by, you know, you're making me so hot. <laughs> uh, because I think really it's not about, if you were masturbating and that happened, you wouldn't care. Right. It's really you're concerned that the person you're with is judging you for this. Yes. And 99% they aren't. The other 1% doesn't deserve you. Yeah. There we go. Thank you for that. That's the queefing advice we've been waiting (laughs) for.
1: (laughs) If queefing had any other type of sound other than fart, (laughs) I would be fine. And I would be
2: happy.
0: If it was a squeak.
1: If it was like
2: a a, a
0: cough or a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can invent something. Maybe there's some virtual reality thing. Like a kazoo you shove up there. (laughs) Yeah. Make it a little sexy mode or like a, oh my hey, God. baby. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> yes, it comes. That is amazing. I just, when you said that, I just had this flash of like a science fiction TV oh. show or something where like Alexa gets mixed up with the oh. sweeping radar or something. <laughs> yes, this is it. Oh, This is why we're here.
1: This is what we need to invent. Oh, I would Oh, my gosh. When they invent that for queefing, we're going to circle back, have this again, and figure out a way to make that show happen where Alexa gets mixed up with the queef yes. bot.
0: I love this. Oh. I'm down. Oh, yeah. my God. That's
1: so funny.
2: Queefing is it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, it's it shouldn't be, but it feels, I don't know. I just, it's happened to me one time. That I remember, I guess, maybe. You have <laughs> memories. Suppressed other things. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like sixteen and it was like I was getting fingered, I guess, in doggy style. Mm. And it was the most I just like robust. I like fell down. <laughs> I wasn't done <dying, laughs> the <though. laughs> actual <laughs> queen. <laughs> I just like felt like crumpling into a heap. Yeah. And I just stared him dead in the eyes and I was like, I did not <laughs> fart. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like
1: Okay. Okay. He can, did not care can in we the continue? least. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> um, I don't remember. I think I, I've told the story where I queefed once. The first time I was fingered, I don't even think he remembers. He's still my friend. I could probably ask. I won't, <laughs> but I could. Um, and then probably a couple times during sex, where like you get up and it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, well, don't do that as I'm walking. That's just shameful. because <laughs> like, at least during sex it would be like more of a thing, but. But I feel like another thing that also just happens is buttholes in this position. So <laughs> how, since I haven't ever been behind, how visible is, is the butthole in this position in the doggy style?
0: Oh, so can they, you mean, can someone see your yeah. own butthole? You know, they'd have to like open your cheeks. Okay. Unless you're, unless you have like an Audi or something. I don't know. If can you, you have, have an, an Audi butthole? butthole? I don't think so. I, okay. think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never knew. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think you need to worry about that. Although, again, if it's something that worries you, there's got you know sometimes bringing things up and just having a conversation about it could be helpful. Uh, some people find it more embarrassing to say, "I really would like you to <laughs> not look at my butt hole while <laughs> yeah. we're playing." Um, but yeah, I, the one thing that is important though is is making sure that you know which hole is going to be involved. Like yes. anal yes. should never just happen impromptu. Mm-hmm. It does happen that way. That's actually the first time I experienced anal was an oops, wrong hole. And it oh, it was enjoyable, thankfully, because it was it wasn't like the first thing that it happened and I it was also like, oh my gosh, we just discovered this new planet because you know, we were each other's like not first partner but very close and just learning mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, oh my goodness, this is happening. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, that's not a pleasant experience. Yes. <laughs> And it should not be, I think, because, again, it's the same reason that queefing can feel embarrassing. We never see... No one queefs on TV during sex. No Mm -hmm. one queefs in sexy movies, right? Right. We don't see it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everything looks so, like, perfect. And it reminds me... Like, porn reminds me of cooking shows. You know how if you followed a whole recipe on camera and actually followed the whole recipe, you would make a mess. And there'd be (laughs) stuff everywhere... And you would probably make weird noises, like all these things would happen, but they're like, blah, 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 and then voila, here's this perfect cake. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we're expecting from sex, including from doggy style and all these things. That makes so
1: much sense. And that's such a good comparison of, like, the cooking shows. Yeah.
2: If you're going to make a cake, there's going to be a mess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because they really do that editing where it's like, oh, nothing messy just happened with porn and cooking shows, which Mm -hmm. makes... So I also saw a weird comment, and it was a TikTok, I'm on TikTok a lot, um, where (laughs) they've said that the butthole puckers when you're having sex, and it goes, like open and close and i just want to confirm i know <laughs> you're probably not <laughs> the person no, no, i'm, I'm be very happy. curious keep, keep, but, keep sharing. but I've, i think a lot of people liked it and a lot of people like agreed with it and i was like i didn't know that your butthole would pucker when you're having sex and they especially said it during doggy style
0: when you say open and close like you were the motion made with your hands oh like it was like re- repetitive is it like or like, you mean just like it has a suction knee suctiony like like this, more like or, lips, like lips,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of a way.
0: Yeah, there is there is a, a sense of that. Yeah. I mean, it's a really tight hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there can be that feeling. But that's never been something that I, I, I mean, I don't think like you're playing and you feel this intense puckering. It's not, it's not something I think you need to be too concerned about. Okay.
1: Because I'd never heard of it before. And then so many people, have you, did you see it? I did see the TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Or I was like, why are so many people agreeing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Why? you can even—I mean, you can—you know—you can do kegels, mm-hmm. and you can feel uh, your, like you could feel your butthole too. Do anything like right you can—you can, now, yeah. your butt. Yeah, you can squeeze too. it and open it and close it, kind of right. Like mm-hmm. there's, there are mm-hmm. muscles there, and that can be a, an active, fun way of, of playing. You know, you're just engaging. It's not like making out, kissing, puckering. <laughs>
2: What came to my head was Morse code.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! With your butt,
1: yeah. But okay, put that into the Queef movie. Yeah, (laughs) there we go.
0: (laughs) Like if you could, yeah, you could say stuff. You could say say stuff if you came up with a good quote. Holding you hostage during your dog style, and you had to be like, call nine one (laughs) one.
1: Oh, we have invented so many things in a matter of 10 minutes, and I love it. My God. Oh, that's hilarious. But Morse code. We'll write a book. Yes, we will. So also with clitoral stimulation, you brought that up as like someone as a receiver could be doing. So what are some good toys to kind of bring into the mix as the receiver?
0: Mm, Yeah, great question. So if you want external clit stim, uh, like a womanizer would be good. If you enjoy that suction feeling on your clit, see, it's so funny in another context, we're like, ooh, suction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, totally,
1: that's so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then another toy, which wouldn't be for external clit, though, would be any kind of dildo or, again, strap-on from from behind. And also, if if you're somebody who wants a lot of fullness, not just penetration, but you like like a really hard erection. Hawk rings are good for that as well. And then, again, your your fingers can be really helpful. Even rubbing lube and massaging your um, vaginal lips while you're playing can be really hot. Can the giver also be, like, pleasuring a receiver in multiple ways? hmm Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of folks really appreciate, like, their nipples being played with during doggy style and other positions too. Uh, so the, the giver could be playing with their own nipples, playing with your nipples. Um, they could be kissing your back. They could be pulling your hair if that's something you enjoy. Yeah. And really both people are active. I mean, we, do, we say give and receiver because mm-hmm. we're talking about the, the penetration. Like yes. the penet- I was going to say penetrator and penetrating. Bit, <laughs> <because I think laughs> penetrating. That's um, yeah. Uh, so both people can do a lot. It does actually free you up in a lot of ways um, as long as you're stable, you know. Right. Again, like if you're in the shower – You need to brace yourself and you might need to use your hands. But yeah, I think it's a nice freeing position in a lot of ways. And also you mentioned cock rings. So I guess I don't
1: really know how that's used. How are cock rings used?
0: Yeah, so there are rings that you slide over a penis. Some of them go to the base of the penis and some of them go over the balls as well. And essentially they trap blood flow, or they keep more blood in the penis, which is what creates the erection. So folks who just want to have a longer lasting erection, uh, a harder erection, or um, they also have cock rings that have vibrators, little tiny ones attached. So that's really nice if you like external clitoral stem. Um, So for any position that you're being penetrated, it can be really nice because I've heard from people who are like, I don't, I love like the people call, use it all different terms, but like missionary or woman on top or whatever, um, all these other positions that are common. They're like, I really enjoy that, but I never experience orgasm because I like the external mm-hmm. stim, which you can get from rubbing your pelvises together, uh, depending. But it is a nice way to, if that's how you come to make sure it happens. And both people feel more pleasure because more blood, it's just like the clitoris hard on, right? Like more blood is just exciting. It makes you feel good.
2: Yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, is the ring pleasurable for the person wearing Mm -hmm. it as well?
0: Yeah. But you don't want to wear it for more than, I think the guideline is 20 to 30 minutes at the most. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because again, trapping blood flow, you don't want to (laughs) like regulation <laughs> or anything uh, and that's another reason to try it on in advance make sure that you have like I, I would recommend starting with a simple stretchy one mm-hmm. they do have those that are made out of like leather and metal and all kinds of different materials but those I would say are more advanced for people who've just had more experience. But you want something that's easy to get on and off for sure. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Every time we've brought up different things that you can incorporate during sex, like in our interviews, it's always been like, try it first. So you're not, you know, don't try it for the first time during sex, because then it's going to ruin the whole experience. (laughs) So I feel like encouraging practice is so important, too, because people don't like I'm the first to admit that I don't practice half what I want to do. And then I try it out for the first time and I'm like, oh, that did not look as sexy <laughs> as I wanted it to. But it's like practicing yeah. is is so good. It helps like relax you and it can help you and your partner kind of get on the same page mm-hmm. early on.
0: Yeah. And it important. builds anticipation because you're like, oh, you know, it's people sometimes say that, you know, scheduling sex can be kind of seem boring or not as fun and exciting. They want it to be spontaneous. But when you think about anything exciting, we always plan.
2: Mm-hmm. For the most
0: part. I mean, sometimes there's like this rando surprise, but if you are planning a vacation, you know, it's, it's part of that. And it, the more anticipation you feel, the hotter the sex is. And sometimes the anticipation is the hottest part. Because mm-hmm.
1: then you're having like that buildup all day and you guys are kind of like teasing each other throughout the day because you know that the big thing is coming later that night. You would assume. I haven't (laughs) ever had one of those scheduled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. It's true. And if you try something during sex and you practiced it or you didn't, and it doesn't go well, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super normal too. It's if you can laugh about it and move on, you know, sometimes sex stops and that's fine. Maybe not what you were hoping for, but everyone has these like laughy kind of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Like I was having sex with someone once and we tried this we called it the slug. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> this was years ago, it was like this—a um, uh, penis cozy, if you will. So it went flying, like it literally just flying across the room and hit the wall. It was just like <laughs> slimy. I mean, it's probably not made out of body-safe materials. Oh my god! Um, but we, you know, could laugh about it and. That, that stuff just happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to just try something goofy and funny and hilarious and that's fine.
1: Oh my absolutely. God, that's so funny. The a, willing,
0: a willingness to accept that, like,
2: it is going to be messy and funny and gross and weird and it's not always going to go perfect. Mm-hmm. Even if
0: you do plan it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. There's and, no such thing. Unless you're a porn star and mm-hmm. that perfect mm-hmm. took you 12 hours. Right. And you got paid and for it. And editing <laughs> and assistance and makeup and fans and, like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also think that
1: making sure that you're with someone that if you mess up, you don't feel like the world just end and like they're going to judge right. you, you know, and kind of just putting enough effort into who you're with, no matter what you're doing, just because you don't want to be around someone that if you queef or if you did something, you feel like they're just going to get up and walk out because that's also not a good scenario. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: that's true. If you don't feel a sense of freedom to explore and have fun, mm-hmm. that's usually a flag. Yeah, right. And so talking about
1: partners and who we're doing this with, so this position can feel a little like disconnected. So how do we make doggy style a little bit more intimate? Like how is this an intimate position as
0: well? It's so funny because I learned that many people feel that way, that it's not very intimate. And for some reason, I've always found it to be very intimate. So I think it depends on, you know, how you um, perceive it. I think one way is to have your bodies close together. I think it can be really comforting because the person behind you can wrap their arms around you, you know, if that feels really good or you could hold the person in front of you if you're uh, giving the pleasure. Um, And there are a lot of ways to make it more intimate. One would be to um, have doggy style facing a mirror if you are missing Mm -hmm. the eye contact piece, Mm -hmm. which is also really hot because you're watching yourselves have sex. It's like, in a real-time kind of sex movie about you uh, about you starring
1: me starring you, yeah <laughs> eye contact was the thing i was thinking about like that's the only thing i think is what like, make it intimate i don't know mm-hmm. um so doing it in front of a mirror could be could be spicy i have mm-hmm. a logistical question so with like if the
2: person were to wrap their arms around you or you were to wrap your arms around how would you do that because i just when i picture doggy style, like i picture
0: having to like lean forward Mm-hmm. Yeah, enough. So like, the person behind you would have to lean as well. Okay, so you and or it okay, doesn't have to be during the moving penetration. So maybe okay. you've been playing with penetration for a while, and you stop for a bit, and you're just holding each other. You know, okay. it doesn't have to all be at once. That makes sense.
1: That sounds cute. <laughs> now Sweet. it sounds cute and cuddly because yeah. mm-hmm. you you are like spooning. Mm -hmm. in a way is if you're doing the position where you're leaning over and the person on top is like leaning over on top of you so it can feel kind of like an embrace more than Mm -hmm. just like a ramming from
0: behind yeah (laughs) and some people are not comfortable with eye contact Mm -hmm. yeah so in those situations I think it can be really helpful Yeah,
1: yeah
2: that makes sense that makes total sense I'm really glad we're able to talk about that
1: because you were you were also concerned about it not being mm-hmm. as intimate right yeah that was one of my concerns and it was that like space between our
2: bodies that I think like again I had that very limited perception of what doggy style mm-hmm. was I'm on all fours my partner's behind me and so it's like it just always felt like this super distant like he was just fucking me yeah basically mm-hmm. was yeah was the perception that it gave me and so mm-hmm. it just felt like I guess this is like if we want to fuck then great but right. that's generally not a mindset that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it just never felt special. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never felt special. Well, I think going back to the story that I brought up in the beginning where it's like, that would be the default position I would go to if I felt like I was kind of done, but like mm-hmm. they wanted to. So I can get where it can have a connotation of not being as intimate. Cause it's kind of just something they're like, all right, now I don't do anything, you know? Right. And, but now we have all these different tools of what the receiver person could do mm-hmm. to feel like more a part of it. that was another thing that I felt is like, I'm not doing Mm -hmm. anything though. You're, you're just looking at my ass and you're just having sex with me is how Mm -hmm. it feels.
0: Yeah. That's so important. I think that's a good question to ask ourselves about so many sexual situations, but definitely any position that doesn't feel as intimate asking yourself like, well, what does it, what does this mean to me? Even what does sex mean to me in like a broader way? But if you're hoping to connect with somebody and you want to both have pleasure, it's important to take those steps and to do that reflection. I also thought as you were sharing about the physical distance, you can also, the the uh, person behind you can do massage on your back, um, massage oil. Nice. They're wonderful like body oils and sexy body paints and, you know, Ooh. frostings that are edible and lube that has a good flavor, you know, rubbing your back and your shoulders. Like there are ways to, to bring that because I think that's a really important piece. If you're missing that, if you're like, we feel distance and it feels like you're fucking me, mm-hmm. that's that's not a good way to start sex or or engage in it. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) I
1: love the idea of a massage. My goodness. And then like maybe incorporating like food play on your Mm -hmm. back, like you were saying. That is fun. Have you ever played that game?
2: Where like somebody writes a letter or draws something on your Uh back or writes a word and you have to guess what it is. Yeah. So
1: kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Are there any other spicy ways to, like, in- like judge up doggy style? Like you just mentioned, like four things, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to do that. So, mm. any other things we can do in doggy well, style? Well, the picnic
0: sounds really fun. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not like um, spaghetti or something.
1: <laughs> a lunchable, <bowl. laughs> a lunchable on your back.
0: That is really funny. Um, I think one thing to consider would be to. Try it with switching uh, positions with your partner. Like try it both ways. Um, if that's something you're interested in, trying side by side, doggy style could also be fun. And then you might have a little bit more of a physical connection feeling mm-hmm. because if you're if you're laying down, you could really literally be spooning, and Absolutely. that's technically just like sideways doggy style. Uh, yeah, and then trying it in different rooms that you've never had sex before, like, um, at the edge of the sofa, you know, when you have privacy, unless you want to be watched and you have people's permission. (laughs) Um, yeah, here's the voyeurism thing. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I think those are some of the, the, we've covered so many of the main ones. Um, but I think letting your imaginations run wild is great. I love that you both came up with ideas. You're both like, I don't know about this position. Now you're like, I'm gonna make a cake. Put so it on the back I'm and write a letter on the back. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna propose on the back. And propose.
1: <laughs> That's how I want to be proposed to. Just set a ring on your back. Just make my eyes go. Yep. I love it.
0: We you all can have put to. You the to ring use. on the cock ring. Yeah!
1: Wow.
2: Romantic. Aw. Romantic. Roman. need a rom-com, yeah. too.
1: I know. So many good ideas. I'm wondering about,
2: I think we read an article that you talked about doggy style and you talked about incorporating the mouth as well. Mm -hmm. I would love if you could touch on that as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: The mouth is always a great thing to incorporate. Not always, but very, very often I would say. Yeah, you can absolutely, I think – kissing backs and, you know, working your your mouth and your all your erogenous parts, like really thinking beyond just the genitals. Because I think the way that you're talking about the perception of it, it sounds very just genitals. Mm-hmm. So when you think beyond that, and the mouth is actually, the nerves are connected to the internal clitoris nerves. Like it's the same kind of pathway, which is why making out turns on the internal clit. So anytime that you can work your mouth into, and like making out before, doggy style is a great way to to make the doggy style more pleasurable
1: see that's why i love kissing so much it's because it's attached to my internal clit not i don't know why i'm looking at you like i'm telling you but <laughs> i never said it wasn't i love kissing so much and i feel like i've been with partners that don't like prioritize it and i'm like but that is my favorite part of foreplay like i love just the making out part that's why i loved high school i just made out with everyone and it was a great time <laughs>
0: That's awesome. And to me, that is sex. Like, making out, that is just as valuable as penetration, as mm-hmm. you can have wonderful sex with no penetration and just lots of kissing. You know, it's it's a really erogenous part of the body for a lot of people, mm-hmm. the mouth. And, and also, we all have our own unique, you know, erogenous zones. So not being afraid to explore those. Yeah. And you also
1: brought up doing it on the couch. Mm-hmm. And so... I have tried that a couple times and I get burnout in my legs. (laughs) So do you have good tips for how to do it on the couch? Do you mean like rug burn? No, like my quads start like lighten up and I just don't know how to sustain the position
0: for too long. Use a chair then. You could do sitting doggy style. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well you sit on the lap of the person if you're receiving. You know, so instead of being the person in the front. Yeah, you could totally do that. Uh, let me think. You could also – Sounds relaxing. You could put more weight on your upper body. So if you're bending forward – you're talking about receiving, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're bending forward and you'd want to move your center of gravity forward more. So you wouldn't want to be angled backward but really put like your torso onto the couch. Oh, okay. You don't have to have pressure mm-hmm. on your knees. Gotcha.
2: What about as the giver then? Like because I imagine that would also be quite – the burn on your legs if you're standing up. <laughs> yeah. So I
0: guess the same things would apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if, if, uh, if the thing is with standing, it doesn't usually put the same strain on the knees as kneeling on the knees. Right. Mm-hmm. So usually it's the receiver who's feeling more of the strain, but okay. that said, anybody could feel, you know, strain during it. So, um, yeah, you could both be on the couch. Like you have one person in front who's more, It's so hard to describe for audio. Like I've tried to like, I I need like Barbies (laughs) to be like, and then you go. But yeah, you you put like if the person receiving puts most of their body in the sofa, right? Mm -hmm. And so even their legs could be off, (laughs) (laughs) off the side, Mm -hmm. you know, like hanging at the end, and then the person behind is like body surfing.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) I think (laughs) I can picture it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's just so much. This is why we need our YouTube. Yeah. Because then we could just have diagrams and then just be like, go to the YouTube. Anyway, I yeah, love it's that. It's hard to explain
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. I have sex positions in my uh, Girl Boner book. And okay. my editor was like, okay. So I had she had to like try them with clothes on with her partner just to be <laughs> like, am I understanding this right? Because it's so technical. And when you say all these things, it can be hard to imagine. But yes. we're I'm doing a great job.
1: Like if we missed a step, it's like, well, your directions do this, and then I get here. So we need to add another step because people are going to get confused.
0: Right. Yes. Proceed with
1: caution. Proceed with caution. <laughs> yeah. I like the switching up of the rooms that you do it in because I feel like that adds a whole other te- like level to sex mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it's kind of completely different. Um, I don't know. So I like, I like living room stuff. I've done that a couple times. But you also mentioned and – Um, I don't know, it's probably a completely different topic, but voyeurism with consent. So Mm -hmm. how do you get consent if you want to explore voyeurism?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So one would be to partake in a sex positive community, like start getting to know, you know, there's, um, there are dating apps even where you can just meet people who are into the kinks that you're into. So that, that could be a good way, um, Yeah, you would want, you'd probably have to find some sex positive folks, or you could hire somebody, you know, like sex workers or something. Um, Or you could have your partner watch you, you know, which if if people have the voyeurism thing and into the mirror can give you that similar sense. Or even, Mm -hmm. I think having the windows open or the shades drawn when you're not actually being watched, but you have the perception of it because imagination is actually the hottest thing. Mm -hmm, and that's what we get out of a lot of these things right it's it's these sensations and these thoughts and these feelings we're having and so i think you can create it kind of artificially too
1: oh i love those tips those are great i was like do you just have to knock on your neighbor's door and be like do you mind (laughs) hey doug (laughs) can i borrow some sugar and also Also, will you watch me will you watch us have sex later real quick uh it's just an afternoon thing
0: (laughs) yeah don't do that
1: (laughs) Good. Duly noted. Duly noted. (laughs) (laughs) Proceed with caution. (laughs) Proceed with caution.
2: Well, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't touch on or any like big mistakes that you think people make that you want to help them avoid or just really anything having to do with doggy style that you want to end with?
0: (laughs) Gosh, I think you've asked such wonderful questions. I think we covered so much. But I think if if it's something that's new to you or to a relationship, just. Talk about it a little bit. And it could be finding a scene in an erotica story. You know, you can find a story about anything. Mm -hmm. You could also find either a porn video or, you know, they have, um, I'm forgetting words today, Um, (laughs) but there's, what is it called, Make Love Not Porn. Are you familiar? No. Cindy Gallup. she's incredible, and she started a company, but they're everyday people who are not performers who film themselves during having sex and their videos, and they're not posed to the camera, they're not, they're not produced like porn, it's real sex, so there are ways to kind of show examples, to introduce it, Um, I also think though positions are one of those things you can bring up during sex, you know, a lot of times we hear, don't talk about a new thing, don't be like, do you want to have an orgy, like, right before (laughs) you're, but something like a position, you can just, you know, use body language, and talk, and explore, and uh, so I, I think always starting with just that curiosity and starting as you both brought up, like your perceptions about it and even asking why you're interested in trying something because sometimes we have a perception about something we're not interested, but we're like, oh, people keep saying this is hot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's not necessarily a reason to try it. You might end up liking it, mm-hmm. that, which could be cool, but I, I think no one should ever feel like pressured or less sexually cool, you know, mm-hmm. whenever I interview someone who has had, you know, like an orgy or I interviewed someone about threesomes, I get messages from folks who are like I feel like I'm not that like, you know, cool sexually. Like I've had one partner and we are monogamous and I'm like I am monogamous. I'm not really looking at it for a threesome. <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. to like and this is my job. Like I'm super sex positive. So starting where you are is kind of my always advice around sexual empowerment, giving yourself a lot of compassion and grace and and just having fun and knowing it's a journey, you know? I'm not talking doggy style, not the journey, is it? Uh, but doggy style is a journey, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just made it sound really profound. Yeah, just, I love it. Your doggy, doggy style, style journey. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> We're all I on one it. now. We're all on one. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. I feel like communication as well is such a great thing to just end with always mm-hmm. because it can't be said enough um, that that's something that should always be incorporated into your sex life. So... Yeah, perfect. And how um I'm gonna steal your life. Go ahead. (laughs) How can people stay connected with you after the episode?
0: Thanks for asking. So they can go to girlboner.org. It's a good hub for all my everything. And you can just search for Girl Boner Radio on whatever podcast app you're listening on.
1: I think we should have that be our intro and outro for every single episode. That could be the song that we do. We can always just choose a different animal. Because <laughs> what was yes. that the
2: other week? You were a rooster. I was a
1: rooster. I was really good at being a rooster, too. So we should just find our secret talents.
2: Maybe we have a career
1: in voice animal acting. voice acting. I think you're right. Fuck this shit. Bye, bitches. Bye. You will
2: be seeing us next week.
1: <laughs> War voice actors now for animals. <laughs> but for this week I will first thank August so much for being on the podcast we had so much fun talking about doggy style and thank you to our listeners for tuning in
2: yes and if you have a few minutes head on over to Apple Podcasts rate, review and subscribe to Honey Do Me means the absolute world to us just the absolute (laughs) world (laughs) so aggressive and if this is the episode that's going to get you to leave a review go ahead and leave a little dog emoji so we know Mm -hmm. it was doggy style that got you there honey doggy style can take us
1: anywhere Anywhere and everywhere, baby. (laughs) Everywhere. We'll see you next week. Yeah.